omnipresent and omnipotent God that has put his hand on this moment in time to deny the timeline of the enemy and is about to heal our land. I believe that all the world religions tell you that to get to heaven, you have to earn your way to heaven with your works. But only Christianity teaches that it's by faith alone. And for me to get to heaven, it's 100% Jesus and 0% me. And for you to get to heaven, it's 100% Jesus and 0% you. I believe that Satan wants you to live in fear. So he can feed off your fear. That God has raised up an army of them, his remnant, his red-pilled Christian patriots that will help defeat Satan and the New World Order because of our faith. I believe that Satan incited the Jews to scream, crucify him, crucify him, and it totally backfired when Jesus said, forgive them, as they do not know what they do. I believe Jesus' death on the cross was a complete victory over Satan. And that his victory allows all of your past, present, and future sins to be forgiven. So that you can live the abundant life. And I believe in the power of one person working as a team with other Christian patriots and have massive impact in reversing this ungodly culture. And I believe that when I'm preparing to teach something, I end up forcing myself to learn it more deeply and I get blessed from what I learn. Therefore, I'm blessed to teach. And I believe that God has called me to empower Christian patriots with truth. And that's why I invite you to join us at blessedtoteach.com. That's blessed with the number two, teach.com. God bless you and I hope You'll join me and all the blessed to teach patriots. And let's see what God is doing today. Here we are on Thursday, July 20th, 2023. Is Michelle Obama going to replace Joe on the ticket? We'll talk about that, a bunch of other news, as well as get into a teaching later on Revelation chapter 6 and get into praise and prayer later than that. And uh, we'll also be discussing uh, some of uh, some prophetic messages uh, that I've received. And um, it's exciting times right now, guys, uh, to see what's going on with the exposure of the... Uh, pedophiles, etc. I did forget to get all my social media posts out to let people know that we're starting, but we're, we're, we are live every Monday through Friday at uh, 5 p.m. CST as well as Sunday morning at 10 a.m. CST. So pretty easy for everybody to remember. And also for the backstagers, it's the exact same link every single week. So um, hope you're not addicted to the, the emails because every once in a while I just got behind and, and, uh, and did not do that. So uh, hope all is well here on this Thursday night. We are going to be digging into um, this whole, uh, I guess, uh, psyop that the, that they're trying to do uh, against us with flipping out Joe. I believe it's going to be for the 24-24 ticket that they try to do this. So we'll discuss that a little bit as we move forward. So let's get into it right now. Um, we'll also be talking about health and a little bit more on neuropathy and a bunch of other 
things that uh, are important as we move forward in this battle. Here is Roger Stone, is the one who predicts Michelle Obama will become the 24th, the 2024 Democratic nominee. Biden has stated he will run, obviously, uh, but if you dig into this, it's interesting. So uh, an original version of the story featured a headline that didn't adequately state that it was Roger Stone's opinion, right? So that's one thing that they have, have, have replaced on this. And when you look at this, it gets into a self-proclaimed political icon on the right made a prediction about who will actually become the 2024 Democratic presidential nominee. And it's a name that others have tossed about as well. During a speech in Turning Point USA event over the weekend in West Palm Beach, Florida, conservative pundit operative Roger Stone said he believes that Michelle Obama will actually be a top the Democratic Party ticket, not President Joe Biden. And we've had a lot of prophetic words about the elites have kind of given up on Biden. They're trying to figure out how to replace him. And I believe they're going to, they can't wait till 2024, right? So they're going to try to do a unconstitutional thing here soon, right? <laughs> Big Mike, as many people call him. I think Michelle Obama will be Demo the Democratic Party nominee for president in 2024. Stone tweeted along with a clip of his speech. You heard it here first. Others have previously made a, the prediction, though, including the Western Journal founder, Floyd Brown. That said, Obama has repeatedly stated that she is not, or if, is it really a she? That's the big question. Is not interested in running for the presidency. In November, speaking to Nen, uh, Nega Muchetti on BBC Breakfast, the former first lady said she detests being asked whether she would ever consider running for the top position herself. No, Obama said before the host moved on. Earlier that week, Obama made headlines during an interview on ABC News when she paused for several seconds when asked whether she would support President Joe Biden running for a second midterm election in <laughs> 2024. In, I mean, sorry, a second term in 2024. In an interview, Obama appeared to be caught off guard by the question and stammered through her answer when asked by ABC's Robert, Robin Roberts if she hopes Biden will run for re-election. And interesting, so this just brings up a lot of what the prophetic words that we've been studying, um, where it clearly says that Obama's not going to be made. He's going to be so, uh, so um, dysfunctional, right, in so many different ways. And the last fall was going to be the, the true fall of the whole Biden administration. And so how, when, when this all happens is going to be the big question. Is it going to be to where he just doesn't run in 2024 and gets replaced, like Roger Stone's talking about? Or is it going to be something more dramatic, which I believe it is, that is going to be uh, way different. And so we'll see how this all turns out. But uh, I believe that we are going to see the fall of the Biden very soon. It's going to be quite exciting to see um, if, if those of us that aren't panicking when they try to flip it into you know, whether it's Gavin Newsom or Michelle Obama or even Obama himself, and who cares if he's had, had two terms? <laughs> they don't care about us. They, they just want a puppet in there that will do what they say, right? So we'll see how that turns out. And then Democrats try to halt RFK Jr. testimony during censorship hearing. So talking about censorship, JFK was a big part of this. They gave him 10 minutes, and the, and, and the Democrats are the ones that are fighting it. Democrats in, on the GOP-led House panel created... Um, to focus on the weaponization of the federal government tried Thursday to stop or at least limit Democratic presidential candidate Robert F. Kennedy Jr. from testifying at their hearing, citing his comments on COVID-19 and minority groups. The committee top Democrat, Congressman Stacey 
Plaskett attempted to limit his testimony before it started by arguing the time clock showed that he'd been given 10 minutes and twice as long as usual for witnesses. Plaskett, who represents the U.S. Virginia Islands, also denounced her GOP colleagues for giving Kennedy a platform for hateful, abusive rhetoric. And uh, this is just so funny when we see the medical cartel being exposed and who's the biggest protector of the medical cartel. It's the Uniparty, right? And so we see that here going on. That does not need to be promoted in the halls of the People's House. Uh, yeah, we need disinformation on the People's House is what, is what they really want, this Uniparty. Pascal also said that the House Subcommittee on the Weaponization of Federal Government hearing that free speech is not an absolute. Right? Free speech, that's in the Constitution. No, that is not an absolute. Anything that does not go against the cabal's narrative cannot be said on social media, nor, nor should it be in the people's house, is what, uh, <laughs> it's just so ridiculous and so obvious to those of us who are awake. But uh, again, I think all this is playing out, so more people will wake up. Committee Chairman Jim Jordan responded, if you want to cut him off and censor him more, go ahead. Referring to Kenny's repeated apparent by name on government and private censorship lists for his COVID treatment. Interesting, huh? And so, great article. Again, all this will be in the show notes. Everything um, like we had from Bo Pony last night. If you missed Bo Pony, don't, uh, you might want to go back and grab that. Um, look at the show notes. He had an incredible PowerPoint that had a lot of his views on things. I'll be talking about that during the Revelation 6 teaching. I don't necessarily agree with a bunch of what he said, but it's a it's really intriguing analysis with, with uh, sophisticated timelines in it, which, uh, which is, is great when he also applies the prophetic words like we've been studying, right? Not only the prophetic words from Julie Green, Amanda Grace, Robin Bullock, and others, Kim Clement, um, even the written prophecies earlier of Mark Taylor, and then going back um, and looking to understand what the what what the Anons have been re researching and what Q wanted them to research, you pull all that together, and I think that's why God wants me to teach on this. Of Dan, we went through the Book of Daniel. We're going to be going through the Book of Revelation, so don't miss that. Look at this Twitter files. Another Twitter files opens up. What timing? Right when they're having this censorship conference, but Rob, Robert uh, AFK Jr. is actually going to be. Um, testifying, they're fighting it, and we find out what really happened in, at Twitter to show what was going on. So let's look at the what I found inside Twitter's internal documents. Right, it has disinformation. A picture here, those of you in the podcast, where the DIS is cut off uh, because it was really information they were censoring, and they were using disinformation about trying to justify censorship, and so the. These disinformation groups are the biggest form of disinformation, and that's what we're finding as we look at this. Look at this. First thing I found was Twitter officials discussing action they were take they were taking on Robert F. Kennedy Jr. because of a report put out by the Center for Countering Digital Hate (CCCD Hate). CDH's report was called the Disinformation Dozen. So you've probably heard about this a lot because most of the disinformation dozen people, many of them, are speaking at the Reawaken Tour, which I cover all the time, right? And so what you have here is when they, when they label you as a disinformation dozen, that is a huge badge of honor because you are telling the truth, and they do not want that truth to get out. So here's, first thing I found was Twitter officials discussing action they were taking on Robert, and this is his, his Twitter handle, at Robert Kennedy Jr., and um, the disinformation dozen, but 
Was the report credible is the question. Facebook said CCCD hate report lacked credibility and posted a statement dismissing it. But the report took off like a rocket, getting attention from the White House and Congress. Who is the group CCDH, by the way, is run by a British political operative named Imran Ahmed, who wrote New Seftrum, a book critical of free market ideology. So here he is, a political and analyst type guy, right? Question one, how did being a Labor Party political operative prepare Ahmed to rebrand himself as an expert in vaccine and disinformation? <laughs> doesn't even have anything to do with medical degrees or anything, right? So how did the did being a Labor Party political operative prepare Ahmed to rebrand himself as this, right? So we just see it. We, um, we must rebuild the ideas of the state if we are to ensure a fair and substantive future. And this is uh, you know, him basically showing he was a political operative. Who runs Imran Ahmad and the CCD hate? Is it governments? Is it pharma interests? I asked Imran Ahmad, won't respond. I asked and he wouldn't respond. Twitter officials discussed taking action based on the CCDH report. COVID-19 misinfo enforcement team is planning on taking action on a handful of accounts surfaced by the CCDH report. So here is Twitter uh, um, clearly stating um, that this is uh, talking about the disinformation dozen. You can see that you can see the actual. Um, I'm blow that up a little bit. You can actually see that that it's there. And so this is, and you can see it's a Twitter person, Brian Clark at Twitter, right? And they're basically taking this guy's report, who was a political operative, and taking his report, oh yeah, we need to take this serious, right? We need. Note that Imran Ahmed released his report to coincide with Biden's vaccine rollout. Surprise, surprise. And congressional hearings with Mark Zuckerberg and Jack Dorsey. Who is he working with? Based on the discussion, Credited report, Twitter labeled the following tweets. When Elon Musk took over Twitter, these labels were removed. But these were the labels they put on this, right? So you can see all these people were vaccine safety label. So they put a label on Robert Kennedy and all these different handles, right? Violation, vaccine science label. And they, so they're saying it's science when, it, when, it, when the actual science is being presented. But they, no, it doesn't have, it's not our narrative. So we have to... We have to put this violation, 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 violation on all of these different accounts. Um, and, and, and these are all people, uh, even Dr. Mercola, some of the most respected people who were, were telling the absolute truth. You can see Mercola's all over this. Um, Twitter placed a vaccine safety label on this tweet where Kennedy sent a letter to Biden. What's wrong with sending a president a letter? How does this violate safety? It's just odd. Ahmed's CCDH ran a bumbling campaign this the year prior, and ran, and the CCC targeted ten websites for allegedly posting racist narratives. One of the groups they targeted was Zero Hedge. Fact checkers with NBC News Verify Unit fell for CCDH's report. Google has banned two far-right websites from the advertising platform after research revealed the tech giant was profiting from articles pushing unsubstantiated claims about the Black Lives Matter protest. So you can see that uh, the CCDH, even though it was a political operative, was completely being used by the left, or I should say the Uniparty, to censor people. 
And we see that right there. There's the article. But Alma's report wasn't true. Alma took passages from the comment section and claimed they were articles. So they, he looked at the. So, so what he was saying was people commenting on the article, and and so that that's just completely lies, is what it is. NBC then stealth edited their story, you know. So later, even they, they put the misinformation out there, then they oh no, we got caught, so they just edited it later. This is NBC's verify fact check unit, mind you. And uh, so that's the scary part about this, guys. Is this is this complete cabal um, narrative control. It's like in the movie The Matrix, you had you had what you call the the agents, Agent Smiths, right? They, and so anytime anybody got out the narrative, right, <laughs> out of the out of the Matrix, what they do? They had the agents make sure they go in, and the Agent Smiths go in. That's what these fact checkers are. That's what this censorship is all about. Oh, you cannot think outside the Matrix. No. Another incident involved disinformation researcher Filippo Mercer at the University of Indiana back in 2014 as a member of the Federal Communication Commission wrote a Washington Post essay calling for federally funded research, Orwellian. And, uh, and so because of that, um, they shot back, had nothing to do with attempting to track political misinformation in a way that would somehow limit free speech. Um, so that was very clear, but Mercer later told the Columbia Journalist Review that criticism of him had nothing to do with the reality of his research. It merely confirmed the problem of misinformation. Most disinformation researcher claim any criticism is disinformation, right? <laughs> so these disinformation people, anytime they get criticized, that's disinformation, right? So it's, it's like a weapon, just like the CIA taking the term conspiracy theory and weaponizing it in 19... Against anybody that would think outside the JFK report. By the way, I think it was Barry, one of the prophets, had a very clear vision about um, a, a shot from the grassy knoll, and now that's going to be revealed to us pretty soon. That the CIA literally had JFK killed, and they covered up the grassy knoll shot and blamed it all on the Patsy. So that's going to be really interesting as well. Again, that, but that the point being is that the they take terms and they weaponize them to 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 just attack anybody that's outside the narrative and they used to use and they and they still use conspiracy theory for that now they're using disinformation as their main psychological weapon to keep everybody thinking the same quit thinking like that that's disinformation even though it's factual oriented stuff that doesn't break the policy of these areas these these big tech platforms but the pressure from the government and really the, the big tech wanting to do it anyway they use that as an excuse to use this. Fast forward several years and what is Mercer doing? Surprise! He's defining types of speech as misinformation, tracking people's social media and creating an online database. So this is like the whole, this like what, what China does, right, with their social credit score type thing. This same guy who's a political operative who censored all this stuff and helps make all, all shut, shut up everything that talked the truth about COVID and the vaccines and all of a sudden He's now doing it in a grander scale. In December 2021, Mercer emailed a misinformation group, our COVAX dashboard quoted in the article, ranks CDC as the top source of COVID vaccine disinformation, Mercer wrote. The abbreviation CHD stands for Children's Health Defense, the key Kennedy groups run. So this is another Kennedy group, and they just totally attacked it and censored it completely. So now what's awesome about this is this is all coming out now. As Kennedy and all these people are, are um, going into Congress and talking about this, so they, this is clearly to me either a God or white hat operation 
as as the truth comes out on Twitter files, and then uh, why that really puts people in a in a huge hole when they're testifying under oath, right? If they lie. Uh, now they, they really have to be careful how they answer things. Mercer also falsely claimed that Kennedy has misrepresented his research. Kennedy, Kennedy hadn't, had not. Why do misinformation experts put out misinformation so often? To me, that's the whole, that's the whole summary of, of this. Why do misinformation experts put out misinformation so often? Why? Because they're working for the cabal, trying to control them like Agent Smith. That is why. And let's talk about who's paying for this research, and it goes on in more detail. But this is all a matter of taking down anybody who does not think like the globalists want the, the, the flock to think. right? And we are coming out of that matrix. And um, I tell you what, in the whole fact about the, the big pharma medicine and how poisonous that is is becoming very clear to everybody so i that's why i talk about share health care as an alternative to in, the big pharma insurance right and i also talk about qe strong where it's getting people off big pharma using natural frequencies works extremely well we're excited about it you can go to qestrong.com one of the products that we're going to be talking about here that's uh, been amazing is neuropathy big problem with a lot of people where they're not getting enough circulation down in their um, that they're not getting enough, enough circulation down in their bodies in the lower part of their bodies, right? And it's a big problem, and we're and we're getting some amazing results from that. So uh, if you if you or one of your loved ones suffering from neuropathy, try these versus getting on a bunch of big pharma medicine with all those side effects. This has no side effects, as discussed here by uh, one of the doctors that we've we've interviewed, and we're getting great. Um, um, testimonies from people about how it's increasing their blood flow and again um, if you get multiple boxes and apply the discount uh, Rob will be talking about a huge discount for the B2T code just use the B2T code at checkout and uh, we're doing a special on this and this can go down down to as much as $37 a box you get one box can, can cover a full month so it could be as much as little as a dollar a day to do this in a natural way neuropathy support um, you guys will really enjoy this and again all these discounts you see here for multiple boxes the discount is, uh, of, of uh, B2T code will be after that so this is this brings the price down significantly uh, I think you guys really enjoy that go to go, go make sure you go to to uh, qestrong.com that is qestrong.com all right here is Grassley releases FBI doc on Biden bribery allegation and so here is um, this, and we've heard quite a bit about this, right? But now we've got detailed analysis of everything that's going on. Clearly shown that was a play for pay, pay for play. Um, you got time with Biden if you did these type of things, especially if you look at the billion dollars that he was going to not give Ukraine as an example. If they didn't fire the prosecutor that was investigating their son and the Burisma. Um, that is all now extremely well documented. And uh, again, the federal document 1023 was released Thursday, only lightly redacted after Grassley acquired it through legal protected disclosure by Justice Department whistleblowers. For the better part of the year, I've been pushing the Justice Department FBI to provide details in its handling of 
very significant allegations from a trusted FBI informant implicating the Vice President Biden in a criminal bribery scheme, Grassley wrote in the statement. While the FBI sought to obfuscate, obfuscate the, and redact, the American people can now read this document for themselves without filter of politicians or bureaucrats thanks to brave and heroic whistleblowers. And so you go see that it clearly shows um, massive amounts of of uh, pay-for-play schemes, and it becomes extremely obvious as this evidence against kind of like the D-class stuff we've been talking about is finally coming out way slower than we ever expected, but it is coming, and so we can be thankful on that. CNN, MSNBC hit Trump with 9x more coverage than the IRS whistleblowers. <laughs> so we just saw all this whistleblower stuff coming out, new stuff coming out, brand new. It should be historic Watergate type stuff, right? And yet, what does the what does the fake news media do? They only talk about Trump being arrested in a non-constitutional way using non-constitutional type approaches, right? They don't even talk hardly about the IRS whistleblowers. So we have a just absolutely corrupt media, as we know, and it is being exposed, and more and more people just aren't even watching it, right? By the way, make sure you thumbs up this <laughs> this video, please. Um, and if you're watching, just go to if you even if you're watching it backstage, go 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 to Rumble or Facebook and give it that will get more views that way as people see thumbs ups uh, as when it gets distributed more by the platforms, right? Also share it, obviously. There's, only, there's, there's no way that this information is going to get out if we don't share these videos. Um, here's Iran moves toward possible atom bomb test in defiance of Western sanctions, and. You know, I just returned from Israel, and they are having big problems, as you know, in Jenin, one of the West Bank promises that have just been hoarding and 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 hiding um, terrorists there. And it was just amazing going to the borders to seeing has the Hezbollah how they've taken over large parts of these areas and building tunnels underneath their walls and doing everything they can to store up weapons underneath people's houses so that they can fire massive missiles at Iraq. But this, uh, giving them a, an atom bomb, and they would launch it the day after it got ready on Israel, right? So Israel is going to have to take action. I, I would, uh, I would imagine that we would see Israeli airstrikes on Iran, just like they had to uh, um, in Syria years ago, um, could happen anytime soon, as we start seeing that that happen. Trump threatens would be very dangerous if Jack Smith sends him to jail in an interview. And so um, ex-president Donald Trump threatened it would be very dangerous if he were jailed over new charges that he's likely facing, citing the passion of his fan base. Trump completely hijacked the news cycle when he announced Tuesday that he's about to be indicted in special counsel Jack Smith's investigation to Trump in the 2020 election leading to January 6th. Since that all the caps festooned announcement, Trump has ranted. You can see how these, uh, these articles... Um, this is mediaite, um, but these left-wing people like Tommy Christopher sit here and uh, just just act like Trump is a buffoon, right? This is why I thought Trump was a buffoon way back in 2015 because the media told me, right? Before I learned about Operation Mockingbird and started reading what the prophets were saying and started seeing, oh my goodness, this guy is is hated because he's not one of them, and it's really became be becoming 
um, all the more obvious as people start looking at what's going on. They hear about Russia, Russia, Russia for three years, and they're still watching CNN. But thank goodness that is way down percentage-wise as who's doing that. Look at that. Jack Smith, another leak. This is what they do. They don't let anybody else talk about anything, but then they leak out stuff to try to get the public opinion against Trump. And here, another leak. Jack Smith, who's basically the the, the, the special counsel that's investigating Trump for all this document stuff. Instead of using the Presidential Records Act, which everybody should be, where President Trump has all declassification rights and he can declassify anything, and he did that before he left, that there's there was no reason for the National Archives just not to continue to work with Trump to get what they wanted back. But no, instead they're twisting all the laws, trying to go all the way back to to an old, old um, statute that's never been used against a, against a president. And so this says, uh, Jack Smith to change Trump charged Trump with Civil War era civil rights violation. So now they're going back to the Civil War era civil rights violation. <laughs> so it's like uh, crazy. They're bastardizing the law to jail Biden's regime and political opponents. So this is, is more of these things. Uh, they even go back further, the, further than they had before. To um, um, And then again, this is a leak. This is the way the left, uh, and, uh, not the left, the uniparty works to try to protect their own, right? It continues to continues to uh, be that way. Um, and th- on the show, we have next week, uh, now this this week we had some great guests too, so go back and watch Tuesday and Wednesday shows if you missed it, especially. Um, uh, they did just two great guests in that, and, and including Bill Polney, and that was doing an analysis of time. He talked about gold and silver and what he thinks the price is gonna be. He actually stayed backstage, if you're a backstager, um, and that's on, uh, recorded and will be up. Um, you can have access to it. Uh, he answered a bunch of questions to backstagers on those specific questions after the show. So if you want even more detail on Bo's um, thoughts on gold and silver, make sure you go get a free backstage pass. Again, that's a pay-forward model. So you can uh, obviously pay if you'd like, but it would, we also want you to come on free of charge. Um, and you can be backstage and have access to all that backstage video uh, from Bo using blessedteach.com, blessed with the number two teach.com. A couple of other pieces of news. Transgender swimmer Leah Thompson comes out as an Antifa super soldier. So uh, not only we let we letting these transgender men um, blow, uh, destroy women's sports, now we're, you know, we see what some of these are doing. Not only some of them have become shooters, as we know, right? Um, we, we, we now see that she is right here. Antifa super soldier. There she is right there. Again, uh, somebody that's a man, a man um, destroying women's sports now coming out as, an, as, as basically a anti-American is what Antifa really is. Um, and that is, uh, just shows you what happens here. When you're really messing with people's minds. When you start messing with the hormones, you mess with people's minds. You put them on, on some of these... Uh, drugs, these big pharma drugs, messes with their composition of their mind too. Every single shooter, mass shooter that we've had, is on a big pharma drugs, and, and that's for a specific reason. They all have counselors as well. So, if you just go study MK Ultra, you know really what's happening with our school shootings. Ex ABC reporter will plead guilty in horrific child porn case. So uh, we're seeing this a lot, guys. Hollywood. These, these, these media people, they are part of this whole protecting the pedophiles, and many of them are pedophiles themselves. 
And uh, we're starting to see that. James Gordon, Meek, filmmaker, interviewer on Niger ambush footage in, via Military Times. What is that? From ABC News reporter James Gordon Meek once covered important news related to the U.S. national security until he was arrested for allegedly sending perverted messages and possessing child pornography. So uh, the 53-year-old journalist has agreed to plead guilty to charge child pornography charges in a Virginia federal court. Pretty sick when you're looking at child pornography and uh, supposed to be a, a, an, an analyst, right? Iris whistleblower in Hunter Biden's case says he felt handcuffed during a five-year investigation. And um, this, is, this is quite interesting. If you really go look at this in detail, um, again, all this will be in the show notes if you want to dig in, into this in more detail. But uh, they clearly told him, no, you cannot, we would get in hot water if we actually went and talked to some of the adult children of the Biden family. You cannot do that. We, we'd be in hot water. So they felt they basically were handcuffing them. Uh, interesting stuff. All right, I want to get to, to uh, my brother Rob to come in and talk a little bit, talk a little bit more about this uh, health issues and, and neuropathy that we just talked about earlier in the show. So, so, so Rob, how are you doing today? I'm awesome. How are you? You're great. Uh, so what do you Thanks. have for us today? Oh, that's a fun, fun one. Uh, we've decided to do uh, a new offer for the Blessed to Teach community mm. just uh, since neuropathy has been so surprisingly, you know, out of all the different products that we we have at QE Strong, which are, are fun. Obviously, a lot of people have heard about the pain product and our allergy product, which are awesome products. But neuropathy um, just all of a sudden popped up over the last few months as just being very popular. And uh, it's a, a product that I hadn't even, you know, known much about. And so doing research on on it more and, and the details about the the issue, it's just really interesting that, uh, and I don't know what's causing people's neuropathy problems, right? And I don't know if it's something to do with the, with even, you know, the, the pandemic and just people that have had the virus and then it's causing neuropathy problems. Um, or if it's just uh, the food we're eating, um, I, you know, I don't know for sure what the cause of it is. I just know that lots of people are now dealing with neuropathy more so than in the past. So, so, so some people are saying, what in, the, what in the heck is neuropathy? Some people are saying, what, what, what's your answer yeah, to that? Yeah, so it's literally a nerve issue. So uh, most, most people that have neuropathy have uh, numbness in their, their hands and feet. Mm-hmm. And so, and it's really, really aches and is painful. And so um, it's a, a condition that is, is just be, be becoming more and more of a problem. And so uh, we were selling a lot and I'm like, hey, why don't we do a, a just quick um, a sale for the Blessed to Teach community and do a 35% off sale for anybody, you know, cause we always try to bless the, the Blessed to Teach community before we do bless everybody else. Um, so we thought we'd do a quick 35% off um, offer for the Blessed to Teach community. However, you have to use a different coupon code. So, oh, no. Okay. Um, I told them the wrong yeah, one. Yeah, I know. So okay. it's not going to be just B2T. Okay. It's B2TN, as in Nancy. So B2TN mm-hmm. um, for the 35% off. And uh, then you'll get, then use B2T code for 15% off of anything else but you'll get 35% off of neuropathy. So um, right. anyway, so, that's what I wanted to chat with you about today. 
Yeah, and I wanted to show you guys real quick um, this is that um, this would be the site. Go to QEstrong.com, QE, like quantum energy, QEstrong.com. This, and, and this basically works extremely well with frequencies. It's quantum energy frequencies um, that do not t have any medicine on them, right? It's a patch you put on. I put it here, Rob puts it behind his neck, and it works extremely well because within five seconds we see from an EEG, right, a scientific EEG, to show that it settles down the brain waves and the and the intentions and the Bible verses are specific to that problem here. This would be the blood flow going to the extremities, right? Would be an, the example of the help that you need. Um, but the, the discount Rob talked about is off of this. So if you buy six boxes of these, for instance, you would get, and, and you're at checkout, that $47 per box is going to go down 35%. Is that right, Rob? That's right. That's right. So those are already discounted based upon volume, but we're throwing another... 35% off discount on top of on top of that. So if you only want to get one box, which is totally fine, right? Just try it. Um, and then, um, you know, you can get 35% off on that single box is 35% off of the, the 59, I think is is there. So, um, right. but then if you buy, if you do want to buy it in volume to share it with other people, then you can get it for re really inexpensive, um, which is, which is fun. So you want to, you want to cover that Rob? Yeah, so this is why uh, one of the reasons. Uh, um, in fact, I got a. I, <laughs> I need to pull it up. I was going to read it from there, but then as I'm speaking, um, it is. I can't see it. <laughs> so hold on one second. I, I I can read it if you want. <laughs> so yeah, why don't you read it for me, Rick? Because what I was yeah. going to say is that, that we we got so many uh, people that have purchased the product, which was is super exciting, and then. Um, we wanted to do a special on and I was looking at the, our testimonials we, he'd, we'd gotten and uh, Cheryl did, you know, gave us a great one on neuropathy. So, so I thought I'd share that one. Go ahead and read it, Rick. Yeah, neuropathy, uh, neuropathy relief. And this is Cheryl Rushtap and she says, I actually bought this for a friend who has suffered from neuropathy in her legs for years. The first day she used the patches and cards, she had no pain and could sleep through the night. She continues to use the patch daily and carries the card with her always. She also reads the scriptures every day. There is joy here. So that's quite, yeah, that's, that that's was quite my exciting. favorite part. The last one was like, it's it's joyful when you uh, when you live pain free and drug free, right? Mm -hmm. The combination of the two is is amazing. So um a lot a lot of a uh, lot of excitement and then i i'm going i want to i'm super excited about stuff we're going to be talking about next week that i'm going to just tease everybody with mm -hmm. um so i'm not going to i'm not going to tell you what it is but mm -hmm. next week at this time i want you to come back and uh rick and i are going to be talking about something that you're probably not going to expect mm -hmm. from from us as an organization but it's something that i think you'll really like and uh, something that's different but is going to help a lot of people and so especially with a lot of the news that's going on in the world with uh with issues and how things are spreading and that's all i'm gonna say uh, <laughs> all right. i think next next week you're gonna you're gonna like what we've been able to put together uh kind of exciting uh what we're you know we're working really hard with our development team to try to find solutions to just issues that people are are having and uh say up big farmer <laughs> yeah we want you to get off of those big 
pharma drugs. And uh, so I'm looking for you know, one of the things I, I haven't found yet is a something that will help with a, a cough. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, had, I got a cold the last couple of days and I'm so frustrated because I haven't slept for two nights and I'm like, I've got my my sleep card and that, that wasn't helping because I, I keep getting the drip and I cough and I was like, well, it's not the, it's, I'm tired. So that's not the problem, but I just can't stop coughing. So I need to f- find a solution for that, uh, that drip in the back of your throat that just won't let you sleep. But uh, when I find, when we figure out a solution for that, we'll be, we'll be doing even, even better. So, uh, anyway. All right. well, appreciate you taking the time, Rob. All yeah, right. thanks for having me on. God bless you all. And uh, remember, B2TN for the neuropathy product. That's 35% off. And then you always get 15% off of the the products with using the B2T code. So all right. thanks, God bless Rob. you all. Talk to you all soon. All right. So we are going to be, again, that's QEstrong.com, QEstrong.com. All right. I'm going to get into um, a little bit of a, a tough thing for me to share, really, is, is this is what God's been doing with me ever since I went to Israel. I have my whole story documented on this blog here that you'll find. The link's going to be in the show, but you can find it real easily by just going to um, uh, the, the social platform, which is neighborhood.social. You can download that on your phone, neighborhood.social on the Google Play Store or the Apple Store. right? And if you just go to discuss in the blogs, basically it's the blogs on the top menu, right? you will see um, Rick's Journal of Time Alone with God. And so this is after I read this book, or I was halfway through this book of Nathan French's, that is called, It's Not Meant to Be a Secret. God Wants to Speak to You. And the secret here was was not very complex at all. And it was amazing to me to see what happened to me after reading this book and seeing how he was talking to Nathan French. And that's why God wanted him to write this book. He actually has three of these books now that basically just show his conversations with the Lord as he spends alone time with him. And there's a there's a Facebook video here as well. This talks about my story. And um, after about 50% of the way through the book, I actually saw the steps he wanted to take. Number one, get quiet. Number two, communicate with the Lord. Number three, expect to hear. Get your pen and paper ready is faith. Now, I, I've altered that because I close my eyes and I have my hand on the keyboard, right? That's what that's what I do. So I'm just not much of a pen and paper guy. And I can type a lot faster than I can write. Um, write down what the Lord says and share as God leads you, right? And I think many people will not need to share. But the point is, is there's not enough people spending alone time with God and actually trying to communicate with Him. The way you do that is with faith and making sure you're communicating with Him as you get quiet. Now, before this, by the way, I do my prayers. I do my Bible memory on BibleMemory.com. You can download that on your phone as well, uh, Bible Memory. And it, and you can look at the B2T group, and you can find uh, Blessed to Teach, Blessed with Number 2 Teach group, I think it is. And you can actually see all, all my memory verses. But the point is just have one or two verses and memorize them. Then I also, um, what I also do is, um, is I get into the Word. Right, just read the word. Then I go and spend my quiet, get quiet, communicate to the Lord. So my mind is totally renewed. I've had my my armor of God's on. All that type of stuff happens. So I have all this predecessor stuff before I go to this simple technique. Um, but I just want to make sure you guys knew that because I don't think uh, just getting quiet and expecting to hear from the Lord may, may may not be the most effective way. Putting on your armor, making sure you prayed, you're prayed up completely. Right, 
making sure that you um, have done a little bit of memory, getting God's word in your heart, uh, be, be in the Bible a little bit, then go to him. Now, that's, that's my technique. You can use your own. Um, but as I, as I did it this one time, I was, I was literally in Israel, my first alone time I had, and I typed in, Speak to me, Lord. And all of a sudden, boom, on June 9th, you can go down to the bottom of this, you'll see what the Lord told me. But I want to just read to you what he said the last couple of days because it has to do with me teaching on the book of Revelation, which we're about ready to jump into. We've, I've taught on the first five chapters. Okay, we're going to get into chapter six today. And we're going to be playing beautiful music while we do this. You'll love this experience, I think, as we kind of do praise and prayer as well, study the word together. It's kind of a word and worship praise and prayer time. So uh, we'll be doing that here in just a second. But I wanted to read these a little bit here first. I'm just going to put some background music on as we start talking about the Word of God and what God's talking to us because He talks a lot about to the church and the remnant when He's talking to me. So you'll find these very applicable to you if you love the Lord and want to be part of His remnant. So I just, uh, this morning, um, I said, Lord, I need your wisdom to teach Revelation the way you want me to teach it. Please put me in a secret place where I can only hear from you and all other spirits must depart and never return or send anything in their place. Thank you, Lord, for spending time with me. Now, I usually have a prayer before this. I don't type this each time, but I usually have a prayer to put me in a secret place. Amanda Grace does a great job, has a whole prayer if you want to go learn from her. I do something much more simple, but making sure that only God's speaking to me. And he said, yes, son, I will always be here for you and all my children that will get quiet and communicate with me. Just make sure you continue to be in my word and have a heart of humbleness and questioning. Yes, I will, Lord. Uh, yeah, yes, Lord, I will. And then, he, then he continues. Concerning Revelation, my book of Revelation is to make sure people are thinking, searching, and seeking my face for understanding. It's not to come to hard solution and judge others. Keep teaching various viewpoints, but allow them room to search for themselves. Encourage them to be in the word. Establish the key points that are obvious in the book. My glory, my victory, and my marriage to the bride. This is a key time in history for my bride to prepare. What type of wedding would it be if my bride will not spend time with me, will not have conversations with me, will not listen to me? I have shaken my church awake. I am asking my remnant to now get closer to me than ever and seek my face. My bride needs to come into alignment with me so I can glorify the body of Christ in preparation for, the, for a great marriage. The details of what will happen or when each seal and horse will arrive is far less important than the fact that John was given a vision of what is to come. My people need to prepare for evil. Prepare to, prepare to be of me and not of the world. Teach the main messages that are obvious, that was supposed to say, in my word. The times you are in will become more clear as you continue to teach chapter by chapter. So I hope this helps to see why I'm coming at it like this. And I said, Lord, anything else you want to share with me today? Ignore the trolls. Keep your faith in what you are doing now. I need more of my remnant to come to me directly each day and listen to what I'm saying to them. I cannot direct their paths if they don't listen. Come to me and I'll give you rest. I say this for a reason. My church will need rest. They will need my refuge and my strength. They will endure and be at peace 
but only if they are spending time with me, seeking my face, and communicating with me. Keep educating them on what you and Nathan French are doing. This will liberate many and keep them from going down wrong paths. This will be key so that they can help the bride prepare. The rewards will be great. Now go and quit fretting. Enjoy the process. I want you to relax and enjoy each and every day. Thank you for your obedience. That was this morning. Um, and then uh, yesterday, I, I had, I'm going to go over this one too because I, I think it had something to do with a really important message. But it said, said that, I said, thank you, Lord, for the word of God. Thank you for revealing to me what you want me to teach. How are you today, Lord? This was Wednesday, Wednesday about noon. And it said, I am ruling the world and the universe with my glory. I am encouraged by my remnant who are gathered and starting to unify and come into alignment with the body of Christ. Soon I will reveal my glory through them. Keep researching, studying the scriptures like the Bereans. That's in Acts uh, 17, by the way, 1711 there, where it talks about the Bereans are a more noble character of the Thessalonians as they researched the scriptures every day to see with what Paul said was true. And they, they accepted, they, they received the message with great eagerness as well. The Berean Jews did. Test what others are teaching. Your teaching will help unify more of the remnant since you will be teaching with my wisdom. Keep seeking my face. Teach others to do the same. Keep sharing your story. Soon the neighborhood will bloom. And that's what he's talking about is neighborhood.social. So uh, if you really want to be part of a bunch of the remnant, come to neighborhood.social. It's a Facebook replacement for those that love the Lord. Um, I love how you explain the need for my children to focus. I repeat to all that has ears to hear. Focus on me like never before. Come before my throne with confidence. Spend time with me and let me speak directly to you. I will be your refuge. I will show you the way to go. This is the time to have ears that listen. I need to. I obviously need somebody that that actually helps me do some editing. This is the time to have ears that will listen. This is the time to seek my face and I will teach you. Seek my face and you will find peace when my vengeance falls. You're the generation that will see many scriptures come to pass. But I need your hearts to be prepared. Be prepared for my vengeance. Be prepared to see my glory. Be prepared to harvest. Be prepared to love my people. People from every tribe and tongue. I will bring them to you, but you must be ready. You need to have my heart and understand how I love all people. How I am grieved at the choices people make. But I am patient. I will show my glory to such an extent they will have no excuse. The spirit of deception will be wiped away by my spirit of truth. Then multitudes will choose me. Many will not but they will now see clearly and be able to make a choice. I want my church to be ready to expand massively. Now go and keep on the path you are on, my son. This is the time to give my word. This is the time to know my word. I will give you supernatural ability to learn. And I think that applies to everybody, that God is going to be doing amazing things 
for us as we teach it. And that's why I wanted to jump into um, making sure uh, that we read Revelation 6 in that light that he just talked about. Um, again, that this book that uh, has been very meaningful to me is just called, it's not meant to be a secret. God wants to speak to you. And that means everybody that's listening to my voice right now. God wants to speak to you. But you have to spend time with him. You have to be dedicated and, and have the word in your heart. If you have the word in your heart and you're humble and you, and you really want to speak to God, he will speak to you. That's something new in my walk and I think you will enjoy as you walk with that new uh, method. Now this is a Revelation chapter 6. So we're going to get into the seven seals. We're going to get into uh, the quite quite a bit and in, into uh, Matthew 24 as well. Many people think those parallel. This is the Olivet discourse. Many people call that. Or he's the Mount Mount of Olives as he was doing a discourse and talked about the end times in Matthew and a little bit in Luke as well. And uh, you'll see that right here. And uh, there's a this is again. Some people don't take this uh, interpretation, but I'm going to teach you multiple interpretations of Matthew 6, which is these six seals, okay? And uh, what you see here is is the Matthew 24 being paralleled with chapter 6 of Revelation. So we're going to read it from that perspective first. I think it'll give us good feel for what uh, what these two chapters say. But first, we're going to do a little bit of worshiping. We're going to listen to a couple songs before we dive in to this and uh, we'll dive into the, all the charts on on chapter on, on both um, the Olivet Discourse and the first six seals of Revelation um, and, and again I just love this music guys it's been such a huge privilege and, um, and I think getting our heart right with God and having his presence fall as we as we read through this uh, has has some really big impact so we're gonna start with the heart of worship this is uh, a, a beautiful song that that this attaches to scripture so beautifully. The first um, lyric that we talk about is, I'm coming back to the heart of worship. It's all about you, Jesus. And I'm sorry, Lord, for the thing I've made it. So Mark 8, 34 says, If anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. And John 4, 23 says, Worship the Father in spirit and truth. Second part of the song says, You search much deeper. You're looking into my heart. How things appear. 1 Samuel 12 says, Only fear the Lord and serve him faithfully with all your heart. That's if, if you want him to speak to you, that's obviously what you need to be doing. 1 King 8, 61 says, Let your heart therefore be wholly true to the Lord our God. He's looking for people that just have a heart for him, that love him and want to speak to him. This third lyric that we emphasize says, King of endless worth how much you deserve all i have is yours psalm 146 10 says the lord reigns forever your god for all generations and 1 john 2 2 says he is the atoning sacrifice for our sins and also for the sins of the whole world hallelujah let's worship this atoning sacrifice who died for the sins of the whole world he reigns forever get back to the heart of worship when the music fades all is stripped away and I simply come 
Longing just to bring Something that's of worth That will bless your heart I'll bring you more than a song For a song in itself Is not what you have required You search much deeper within Through the way things appear You're looking into my heart I'm coming back to the heart of worship And it's all about you It's all about you, Jesus I'm sorry, Lord, for the thing I've made it When it's all about you It's all about you, Jesus King of endless worth No one could express How much you deserve Though I'm weak and poor Every single breath I'll bring you more than a song For a song in itself Is not what you have required You search much deeper within Through the way things appear You're looking into my It's all about you, Jesus I'm sorry, Lord, for the thing I've made When it's all about you It's all about you, Jesus I'm coming back to the heart of worship Cause it's all about you It's all about you I'm sorry, Lord, for the thing I've made Cause it's all about you It's all about you, Jesus All about you He's atoning sacrifice for our sins and also for the sins of the whole world. 1 John 2.2 would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. Mark 8, 34. I'll bring you more than a song. I'll bring you more than a song.
my heart into my heart. I'll bring you more than a song. I'll bring you beautiful is that house of the lord is more of an upbeat song to make sure that we're celebrating as well during this time all right because it's awesome there's a joy in the house of the lord our god is surely in this place so psalm 16 and 11 talks you make known to me the path of life in your presence there is fullness of joy 1 corinthians 6 19 says or do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit within you, whom you have from God. Woo! The second uh, lyric in the song says, We worship the God who was and is and evermore will be. Let the house of the Lord sing praise. We studied this uh, a couple of weeks ago, I mean, a couple of lessons ago, I think on Monday. Revelation 4.8, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty who was and is and is to come. And Psalm 150, 1-2 says, praise the Lord in his mighty heavens. Praise him for his mighty deeds according to his excellent greatness. So we can praise him with uh, beautiful, beautiful uh, music here. He hung upon the cross, the God who heals and saves and rose from the grave. So this is a couple of pretty cool things. It says, He himself bore our sin in his body on a tree that we might die to sin and live to righteousness. By his wounds you have been healed, having been buried with him in baptism in which you were also raised with him through faith. That's Colossians 2.12. Let's worship in the house of the Lord. We worship the God who was. We worship the God who is. We worship the God who evermore will be. He opened the prison doors. He parted the raging sea. My God, He holds the victory. Shout out. 
also must consider yourself dead to sin and alive to God in Christ Jesus. Romans 6.1. Alright, we're going to dig into uh, Romans, I mean Re Revelation 6 now. Um, and this uh, again uh, parallels in many people's minds uh, what the Olivet Discourse was that Jesus talked about in Matthew 24. So we'll be spending a lot of time on both these chapters. The seven seals. Now I watched when the Lamb opened one of the seven seals. Remember, we just studied in chapter five. There's no one worthy to open up the seals until they found the Lamb of God out of the tribe of line of Judah, right? And uh, so that that was a, that was a teaching that we did again. So I teach on Mondays, Thursdays, and Sundays. So so that was on Monday. And the previous Sunday, uh, we taught on chapter four. So now we're on the seven seals. The lamb opened up these seals. Now I watched when the lamb opened up one of the seven seals. And I heard one of the four living creatures say with a voice like thunder, Come! And I looked and behold a white horse and its rider had a bow with a crown was given to him. And he came out conquering and to conquer. I'm going to read through all this and we're going to come back and analyze it, okay? When he opened up the second seal, I heard the second living creature say, Come! And out came another horse, bright red. Its rider was permitted to take peace from the earth so that people should slay one another. And he was given a great sword. When he opened up the third seal, I heard the third living creature say, Come! And I looked and behold, a black horse. And its rider had a pair of scales in his hands. And I heard what seemed to be a voice in the midst of the four living creatures saying, A quart of wheat for a denarius, and three quarts of barley for a denarius, and do not harm the oil and wine. When he opened the fourth seal, I heard the voice of the fourth creature 
say, Come! And I looked, and behold, a pale horse, and its rider name was Death. And Hades followed him. And they were given authority over a fourth of the earth to kill with sword and with famine and with pestilence and by wild beasts of the earth. When he opened up the fifth seal, I saw under the altar the souls of those who had been slain for the word of God and for the witnesses they had borne. They cried out with a loud voice, O sovereign Lord, holy and true, how long before you will judge and avenge our blood on those who dwell on the earth? When they were each given a white robe and told to rest a little, rest a little longer until the number of the fellow servants and his brothers should be complete who were to be killed as they themselves had been. Verse 12, when he opened up the sixth seal, I looked and behold, there was a great earthquake and the sun became black as sackcloth. A full moon became like blood and the stars in the sky fell to the earth and the fig tree sheds its winter fruit when shaken by a gale. That was, that was, uh, and the stars of the sky fell to earth as the fig tree sheds its winter fruit when shaken by a gale. The sky vanished and a scroll that is being rolled up and every mountain and island was removed from its place. Then the kings of the earth and the great ones and the generals and the rich and the powerful and every one slave and free hid themselves in the caves and among the rocks of the mountains, calling to the mountains and rocks, follow us and hide us from the face of him who is seated in the throne and from the wrath of the lamb for the great day of the wrath has come and who can stand? So you can see those six seals end up being almost at the end of the earth because now the wrath of the lamb is coming. So this covers quite a bit of time, most likely uh, during what many people think is the tribulation or many people think is in the past. So there's all kinds of interpretations here. If I take the interpretation that it's a similar type of time, it's the exact thing that uh, Matthew 24 is saying, we can kind of go through and compare these two. So let's just do that. So most interpreters look at um, the white horse as being false Christ or false teachers, okay? Some people think it's Jesus. Some people think it's, I mean, there, there's a wide variety. Some think it's the Antichrist. Some think the white horse is COVID or, or the, the crown of COVID, um, that, the coronavirus that came on in 2020. So I'm going to talk about all of those. But the first most prominent one goes back to 24, 4, and 5 out of the Olivet Discourse in Matthew 24. I'm going to bring up one other thing real quick. Um, so that I have some notes that I took on each horse. So uh, we'll, we'll get to a few other things here. But I'm going to read 24, 4 through 5. And let's just study the white horse for a while. Delve into the white horse, okay? So 24, 4 through 5 in Matthew um, talks about here. And Jesus is talking. And Jesus answered them when they were asking about the end of the age. See that no one leads you astray. And I'm going to come back to this because we're supposed to just do two verses here. And I'm going to go back. Oh, there we go. Matthew. I need the red letters. There it is. Okay, so this is going to read 4 and 5. And Jesus answered them, See that no one leads you astray. For many will come in my name, saying, I am the Christ. And they will lead many astray. And you will hear of wars and rumor of wars. Uh, and that gets, it, that gets it into verse 6. So, uh, that, that, so you can see 4 and 5 is talking about false Christ. And that is why this talks about this. And, the, and so many believe that that is the white horse. The false Christ. And if you go back and you really look at um, 
1 and 2 talking about the white horse said there's only one sentence that talks about it. The only sentence about this, okay? This is why you got to be careful of everybody that's saying, I know what this means, right? And uh, everybody's judging everybody else who has a different opinion. God wants us to search the scriptures and earnestly search to see, see what, what, what uh, and think for ourselves, right? And it says, and the rider had a bow and a crown was given to him and he came out conquering and to conquer. And so I think the most logical thing in, that makes sense to me is if you just look at all these horses, the first, these first three horse, four horses, is you basically have what would be here a military leader. Uh, so I don't think this is the false Christ. I'm just, <laughs> so I'm just telling you that there's like four things. So obviously the people that think it matches all of it discourse directly will say it's a, a false Christ. These are false teachers. And there's many, many um, uh, scholars would agree with that interpretation, right? Um, Bo Polney, who was on last night, clearly thinks that the white horse is the is the corona. Okay, I don't I don't believe that either. But hey, it's a great theory, and we can we can look at why that could possibly be. So we want to remain open minded and get the big things out of this book, as as God was talking to us in in the Word, right? It, and and so so uh, but let's let's dig into to many of it. So one is it was Jesus from Revelation 19. That's another thing. If we go look at Revelation 19, we see the rider on the white horse right here. And so we'll get to this in, uh, in, in 10 more lessons or so, right? When we get to Revelation 19, it says, Then I saw heaven open, and behold, a white horse. The one sitting on it is called Faithful and True, and is in righteousness he judges and makes war. His eyes are like the flame of fire, and his head are many diadems. And he was... And his name was written that no one knows but himself. He is clothed in robe dipped in blood, and the name by which he is called is the Word of God. Obviously, talking about that's clearly talking about Jesus because they say he's the Word of God. They say he's faithful and true. And they're really talking about that he is on this white, victorious horse, right? I think this is a different horse than what they're talking about in chapter 6, but you know, some people don't. And that's why some people think that it is Christ because it talks about a white horse. But again, this white horse is the rider has a bow and a crown was given to him and he came conquering and the conqueror and the next and, and they're all judgments so these seals are judgments in my opinion all right so uh, um, another another uh, i just told you many take it to, to matthew and it's a they're false teachers in fact uh there's several charts here i'm going to show you like this is a chart that shows what they think the seals are right and from this interpretation of a site that's called prophecysigns.com right and uh, I like charts, so I like to kind of see what different people are thinking. And it t it takes that it, it it so this one thinks because of Matt, they go to math they go to Matthew twenty four five actually and says the Antichrist is the false Messiah. So it's kind of saying hey it's kind of taking the Antichrist view as well as that false false Christ right worldwide deception given a crown, and that's what they believe it is believe it is and they think that this is going to be the beginning of the tribulation where the seven year peace covenant of death is signed. And you go back to Isaiah 28 and 15 and 18, it's basically saying that, that there's going to be a, a covenant with the Antichrist made, and that's going to start the seven years. So this basically interpretation says the seven years has not started yet, the first seal has not been opened, and it's going to be when, the, when, when Isaiah 28 is fulfilled where Israel makes a peace agreement with the Antichrist. Okay, that's this view. You can see this view right here is um, another chart that um, somebody put together and talks about Revelation, the white horse. And it says deceivers, false preachers. So Matthew 24, so they're back to the Olivet Discourse. 
that's what they believe. If you look what Bull Polney taught last night and you look at page 61 of his, of what you can get on, on the actual show notes that I sent you, I have it in a, in a PDF right here. He thinks the white horse was January 20th, right? When you, when you basically had Corona hit, hit the, the beginning. Uh, he thinks so. So he basically says, no, that the, these, these horses and the seals have not been broken yet. Uh, until 2020 and 2020 the white horse the first seal was broken right and he thinks the second seal was was what, what was happening um in another event which i'll talk about in a second when we get to that but i just wanted to show you there's tons of different views here um coronavirus uh, but i really believe it is if you look at the culmination of these four it, it, it to me it's clearly talking about a um if, if you looked at the parthians that were one of the enemies of the jews uh, um, and they, they had bows uh, all a lot of time. And they were military leaders or political leaders. So I think this is the military leaders and political leaders that are going to be, prepare for war, right? Which is the black, with the red horses, is that you take away peace from the earth is the next stage. And the next stage is, 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 is uh, famines and the next stage is pestilence, right? So um, that, is, that is what I personally think, but I want you to understand what everybody's thinking here about the white horse. And uh, now we're going to dig in to getting into the, the the red horse, and then we'll take a well. Then we'll sing some more before we get to the black and pale horse. Okay. So the red horse. Now again, there's not much detail here um, because you basically say that the red horse comes out, and and all you get is one sentence. So again, I think God wants us to search and 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 look at other scriptures and and do what we're doing right now not necessarily come to a solid solution right because you will see many people think uh, the pre-test what i talked about before the last couple of weeks right that they, they they think all this happened before 8070 that all these seals and the trumpets and the bowls were all open and everything was done by 8070. others were the history histories where, where they look at and they take each of the seven churches and they took it over church eras and they think these seals were opened up during those different times um, over history and will be be going into the, the horrible stuff in the fifth seals and the and the sixth and seventh trumpets and all that later. Um, again, again, I I don't believe those two views, but uh, but that but it, but it stretched your thinking. It makes you understand church history. It makes you understand what the Jews went through in AD seventy and everything that happened at that point in time. And it may be pointing to multiple of these simultaneously and multiple layers, right? So these are the things that we need to understand as we start looking at this and not make judgmental conclusions, but enough to just know that we know that this evil is going to, the Lord's gonna use this evil to, to let it take over for a while uh, before he judges the, the Antichrist and the beast. And we'll be getting into those as we go on. So again, the one sentence it says, it's rider was permitted to take peace from the earth so that people should stay, slay one another, and was given a great sword. And so the red horse, again, um, they're gonna take away peace. So most people put this with wars. Um, I know Bull Polney in his, in his analysis said that was a George Floyd protest where everything in the summer of love, right? <laughs> where Antifa and Black Lives Matter started burning down cities. And then there was all kinds of chaos across the world, right? Um, to me, that's not nearly a significant event of World War II or World War I and all the really people slaying each other. 
there wasn't there wasn't a lot of people slaying each other so i don't think that interpretation is accurate but again that's what bo's teaching and he, th and he backs it up with some timelines that he has and a lot of information that you can have in the pdf that he sent down before but uh, th those are the different interpretations of the black horse and if we look back at the all of it discourse right the black horse is associated with war to me this is this is this one is, is extremely accurate right and that's why i think that the white horse was really these military generals and stuff i'm trying to get that to where it's not so large but it doesn't want to come back to me i'm just going to refresh it so it comes back to the there there we go so we see um that, that to me this first one of white horse is is most likely talking about the military leaders and political leaders um having authority and a, and a crown and a bow to start causing war and which eventually causes famine which eventually causes death um and uh, if you look back at what this is talking about though it, it would map to to the matthew 24 6 and 7. what's matthew 24 6 and 7 so it expands a little bit on you know what we just heard in um the one verse that revelation gets us right so these two verses in matthew says and you will hear of wars and rumor of wars see that you are not alarmed for this must take place but the end is not yet for nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom and there will be famines and earthquakes in various places so now that jumps the gun a little bit on the third the third horse right which is have to do with famines and, and not having barley and wheat being like eight to ten times higher price if you look about what that they're weighing, weighing it right so that's the first two the red horse and the black horse I think it's pretty pretty there could be false christ and military leaders and political leaders right and it's clear that there's going to be people slaying each other in the red horse so i don't think this has happened yet i do not think the second seal has opened yet my personal opinion and we'll dig into the more of this in just a second but again let's just worship him um this everlasting god that we have right we uh as, as we worship i believe we can learn better and have the right heart versus being judgmental like many people that study revelation just start hating everybody else doesn't believe their way that's not our heart our heart needs to be you're the everlasting god thank you for winning this battle uh, for us at the end of the seven years right thank you for loving us now and wanting us to for the being preparing us for the great harvest which is i really think what's happening remember our prophet julie green basically was given a word to say that this is the time of vindic uh, um, vin vengeance not wrath and i think that's what we're about ready to go through is we're going to see the angel of death and vengeance happen against this cabal and prepare us we're the we need to prepare for the for the be as the bride right to pray for prepare for this great harvest but this says exodus 15 18 it goes but the lord is the true god the living god everlasting king jeremiah 10 10 that is the lord reigns forever and ever out of exodus 15 18 and this song also talks about the strength will rise as we wait upon the lord isn't that a great line when you're studying um revelation we're waiting on the lord to do amazing things right we just have to stay and seek his face so ephesians 3 16 says to be strengthened with power through his spirit in your inner being that's when you're going to have peace through these through these times these end times colossians 1 11 says being strengthened with all power according to his glorious might for all endurance and patience with joy. You can have patience and joy and endurance during this terrible time in the end times right now because of his word. It's time to get close to him, guys. It's time to get close to him. 
our hope, our strong deliverer and comforter in need. This is exactly what he is. He's our everlasting God. He's our hope. He's our strong deliverer. He's our comforter in need. Isaiah 26, 4 says, Trust in the Lord forever. For the Lord God is an everlasting rock. He heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. Psalm 147.3. Aren't we glad we have this God? And he says, I have loved you with an everlasting love. That's Jeremiah 31.3. Let's just worship this everlasting God. We can wait upon him. Trust in the Lord forever, for the Lord our God is an everlasting rock.
All right, I had to sneak, sneak this song in and probably listen to it a lot while we're studying the, the book of Revelation. This is the Revelation song, right? It's all about uh, chapters four and five we just studied. It says, worthy is a lamb who was slain out of Revelation 5, 12. It says, saying with a loud voice, worthy is the lamb who was slain to receive power and wealth and wisdom and might and honor and glory and blessing. This is the lamb that was so worthy he could open up the seals to basically judge this evil world and bring in um, the thousand years of Christ, right? The millennial kingdom, which we're going to be part of. And it says, sing a new song to him who sits on heaven's mercy seat. And Revelation 5, 8 through 10 talks about that. The four living creatures and the 24 elders fell down before the lamb and they sang a new song, singing a new song when we're going through these end times. And in Exodus 25, 17, 22, so in the Old Testament what they did, they said, you shall make a mercy seat of pure gold and you shall put the mercy seat on the top of the ark. There I'll meet you. So God would meet this high priest one time a year in the Holy of Holies, where the mercy seat was sitting there on top of the ark. But when Christ came, in Hebrews 9, it clearly tells us we have a new high priest. But when Christ appeared as a high priest, he entered once and for all into the holy places by means of his own blood, thus securing an eternal redemption. That's why it says, he who will sit on the mercy seat, right? And then we see, I am the Alpha and Omega, says the Lord God, right out of Revelation 1.8, who was and is and is to come. Let's sing to the Revelation song. Heaven's mercy. 
is the Lamb who was slain to receive power and wealth and wisdom and might and honor and glory and blessing. All right, let's continue digging into Revelation chapter 6. Um, next, we get into the black horse, which talks about this famine. So it's at verse 6, 5, and 6 here. And we see when he opened up this third seal, I heard the third living creature say, Come, and I looked, and behold, a black horse. Now we get a little bit more detail on the black horse. We got one sentence on, on the white horse and the red horse. <laughs> now we get two sentences. Right? It says, And the rider of the pair of scales in his hand. And I heard what seemed to be a voice in the midst of the four living creatures saying, A quart of wheat for a denarius, and three quarters of barley for a denarius, and do not harm the oil and wine. So really the only detail we really have here is scales in this hand, and the fact that a quart of wheat and, um, and a quart of barley are going to be way more expensive than normal. It's about eight to ten times what would be normal right so obviously hyperinflation for food um you know we've seen that sometimes sometimes in history right um obviously but i think this is a future to happen um and again different interpretations from different people of what this might be again if you go back to the pretis or the historics a lot of this happened in the past right according to them um i really believe this is a future thing um, but again, I want you to study it on your own and, and come to that conclusion. Um, come to a conclusion that God wants you to come to. Right? I don't think he, as he told me in my word, to me is that he doesn't necessarily want us to come down to a hard, a hard decision. He wants us to just understand the overall um, time to prepare as, as, as for these end times. Right? Meaning you're close to him, you're searching his word. The word of God's inside you, and you understand that these horrible things are, have been happening and will will be happening, right? And so, um, if you look at that black horse, again at the different interpretations, you have scarcity of common food. We know that, but oil and wine won't be touched, right? That that so those are local crops versus these you know feeding the people crops. Um, some people relate that, relate that to the elites protecting their own food right with the, without us some people go all the way to AD 92 where there's this Domitian guy that had a grain shortage and tried to tear down the, the oil and wine fields to build to make more wheat for the people and they got huge backlash so it could be a historical that's a historic view obviously when you start looking at that um, but if you look at uh, this all of it discourse this just brings it back in general general to this famine in 24/7, we read we read part that already, right? Where six and seven kind of um, uh, said at the end of verse seven, where it said, um, um, "I'm sorry, here's 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 the red letters of Jesus: For nation will rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom, and there will be famines and earthquakes in various places." So again, you're coming back to Jesus talking about the end of age, coincides with what John saw in his revelation in the black horse so let's move on to the pale horse now this is one uh, when you look at the different interpretations again well let me come back to these interpretations so this this uh this guy's talking about the red horse and the black horse right here the second and third seal and he talks about world war three begins 
That's what he believes. So this person who put this together, saying the Antichrist and false messiahs is the first seal. The second seal is the Antichrist rises to power with a great sword. And I remember that sword of people would slay each other of destruction. I think I don't that think that necessarily has to be World War Three. Although I think there are obviously people slaying each other, right, is going to be happening, and the peace is removed from the earth. So I just don't think we've seen something to that extent yet. Even in World War II, people were definitely slaying each other, right? But was peace removed completely from the earth? Kind of. People probably then thought that was the second seal, right? Um, but now, as we look at it, and from a historic perspective, that may have been. Um, but this also is probably going to be something that we have to look forward to could be even worse than that. It's interesting that this talks about the third temple being really built during this time period. Um, talking about sacrifices to start um, in Daniel 8, 30, 13, and 14. So that's another big part of this seven years. So this guy is a futurist saying that the, the seals are all going to be in the future and this is what's going to happen, right? That's that interpretation. You'll see this person just talks about famines. So um, world wars, it starts in chapter two and famines start in chapter um, here with scarcity of food. And they also link it back to this, all of it, this card in Matthew four. Now, when we look back again at um, Bo Polney, what he was talking about last night, he equates that to the George Floyd, uh, uh, um, um, deals the, the red horse with the sword. And then he, and then he takes the black horse being something that's about ready to happen, this angel of death that Julie Green's talked about, and so has Kent Christmas talked about the angel of death. He said it was gonna come in 2022, so Bo interprets that as the angel of death on the earth, but it hasn't struck yet. And that's and he thinks that's when Mystery Babylon's gonna fall all the way back in, in in uh, chapter 17 and 18. I disagree with that interpretation as well, but um, hey, this he, he backs up a lot of this with with timeline analysis and you can go look at his pdf to see it's well thought through just wanting to let you know there's a lot of different views here again but you can um, take away some awesome lessons from this regardless and that is that these horses are pointing toward the end times and just what uh, jesus was pointing to back in the time um, he was here on earth speaking at the olivet discourse on the mount of olives about the end times to his disciples and so now if we move to the next horse, we're talking about the pale horse. And this is definitely when a third of the earth is affected. And many people think a third of the earth will die because you got death and, and you have uh, um, Hades, both, right, coming on this horse. And you have all kinds of problems with uh, uh, beast and pestilence and earthquakes, all kinds of things happening. So the, 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 this is the pale horse has become this infamous thing of uh, the near, nearing the end of times, right? And um, we're, uh, and I don't think we've ever seen in history even close to a third of all the people dying, right? So I definitely think this one's in the future. And I think most people, uh, even the historics, think that this is the future. But it also points back to 24, nine in Matthew, if we go to Jesus' words, says all these things but the beginning of birth pains. And then it says, then they will deliver you to up to tribulation and put you to death and you will be hated by all nations for my name's sake. All right, so again, so if you look at that pale horse, uh, the fourth seal, I heard the voice of the fourth living creature say, come, and I looked and behold a pale horse. Again, now 
we get a couple sentences here. And this rider's name was Death, and Hades followed him. And they were given authority over a fourth of the earth. I said third, I'm sorry. Third's the, the trumpets, all right? So this is a fourth of the earth. So 20, but still, we've never got to the point, I believe, where 25% of the earth was killed, right? It doesn't say all of them, though. So it says, and they were given authority over a fourth of the earth. Now, if you give Death and Hades authority over a fourth of the earth, it's probably going to be almost everybody's dead, right? I would guess. But to kill with a sword, with famine and pestilence, and by wild beasts. So this is like you have the sword, so there's war going on. You have famine, so there's starvation going on. And there's pestilence, with all these, all these, who knows, if they're bioweapons or whatever they are going to be, and wild beasts in the earth. So that quarter of the earth that God gives them reign over, death and Hades, is going to be a horrible time no matter what, right? And again, that, that's why it's coming back to the all of it discourse of uh, they will deliver you up to tribulation and put you to death and be hated by all nations. Most people think, obviously, that the pale horse is part of the tribulation. And uh, so are these two views here, as you see. The fourth seal, they say death, disease, fourth of men die. So they're saying that they all die. Gospel is preached, stand firm to the end. And they think the abomination of desolation in Matthew 24, 15, the Antichrist is going to blaspheme God and God stops the sacrifices. So they think that this is going to happen right in the middle of the tribulation. And um, they, uh, th this is interesting too. It says, controversy of Zion. Does Israel have a divine right to the land? Where you talk, look at Isaiah and Zechariah. There's a lot going on there. Just talking about it. I've talked about this earlier in earlier verses earlier chapters of this uh, revelation Zechariah 12 2 through 3 says behold I'm about to make Jerusalem a cup of staggering to all the surrounding peoples right so uh, again they the, the, the Israel's kind of at the, the the very crux of the future here I believe I believe the near future as we approach these end times here's this view that looks at that fourth plague and this looks at plagues and uh, again coming back to Matthew 24, 7 and Mark 3 and other parts of Mark, um, looking back at other things that Jesus talked about of, of, of end times. And they think, again, that, they, they think that, that pale horse can come right before the Great Tribulation. So this view says all this stuff is going to happen and then the Great Tribulation. So you can see everybody has a little bit different timing here and what they're thinking. God doesn't give us the clear answers. He, but what we know is that horrible things are going to happen to this earth before the new earth comes, right? We're going to have the new Jerusalem come down, and eventually we're going to have, the, after a thousand years of Christ, the new heaven and new earth. Um, so it's going to be beautiful times for us, um, and we need to make sure more people are joining us, right? <laughs> that, that, is, that is the key to this. Then we got the fifth seal. So when we get the fifth seal, that is the saints, right? And... Um, this is uh, nobody. Nobody's really arguing this one. This is basically saying, "Hey, you're gonna have to wait longer until the end, right?" Um, and so these uh, these souls are crying out. And this reminds us of other areas, um, like Revel uh, if you look at the, this fifth fifth seal of these these saints that are saying, "When are you gonna avenge our blood, Jesus God? What are you gonna? When are you gonna?" Because uh, we were actually martyred on this earth because we because we believed in you. When are you going to avenge us? And the rest of Revelation shows his his that that very vengeance against that that wrath against them. Um, but if I look at Revelation 24, I think I have that here too. Yep, it says, "Then I saw thrones, and seated on them were those to whom the authority to judge was committed." 
also I saw souls of those who had been beheaded for the testimony of Jesus and the word of God. So Romans 23 looks at this. Psalm 130, 13.1 talks about this too. How, how long, O Lord, will you forget me forever? How long will you hide your face from me? Right, this kind of going back to these Psalms that might be looking at this point in time. How long, O Lord, this is Psalm 86, will you hide yourself forever? How long will your wrath burn like this? Remember how short my time is for what vanity you have created all the children of man. What man can live and never see death? Who can deliver the soul from the power of Sheol? And obviously that is answered. It's answered beautifully as we move forward. Uh, we, uh, we see the great throne judgment coming up. But we're going to see the rest of this where they, they, are, they are delivered. Um, these people, everyone is delivered uh, through the power of Christ. Um, and the, and, the, and this, this whole judgment on, on, the, on the evil in the world. And then we have the sixth seal. Um, and again, if I go back, I think I already looked at the sixth seal on these. I already do the sixth seal. The pale horse, 24-9. I may have not done that yet. 24-9. Yeah, I did. The tribulation. Um, then we go to the, then we did the, the fifth seal is martyrdom. Yeah, 24, 9 through 13. That's what I wanted to do. In Matthew, 24, 9 through 13 talks about the beheaded in all nations for my namesake and that many will fall away and betray one another and hate one another and many false prophets will arise and lead many astray. And because lawlessness will increase, the love of many will grow cold. That's through 13. And um, just talking about martyrdom there in the fifth seal, and um, you know where, where these poor saints are saying, "Help me!" And then you get into the sixth seal. And um, again, when you look back here, the sixth seal is going to be signs, um, and they they instead of going to all of it discourse, they go to Luke twenty one eleven. We'll go there in a second. Uh, but let's look what people think this sixth seal is. Again, it's 17 through 12 through 17. Here it says, When we open the sixth seal, this is the last part of the chapter, I looked and behold, there was a great earthquake, and the sun became black as sackcloth. The full moon became like blood, and the stars that fell to the sky as a fig tree sheds its winter fruits of a shaken by a gale. The sky vanished in the scroll that it is being rolled up in every mountain. An island was removed from its place. Now, this is bad, right? This is looking like the very end times, right? And uh, when we get into the trumpets and the bowls. But again, because the previous source was only a quarter of the earth, could this be only happening to the quarter of the earth? It's not real clear here. Uh, then the kings of the earth and the great ones and the generals and the rich and the powerful and everyone slave and free hid themselves from the caves and among the rocks of the mountains, calling to the mountains and rocks, fall on us and hide from the face of him who is seated on the throne and from the wrath of the Lamb. For the great day of the wrath has come and who can stand? Now this is the wrath of the Lamb, so I think this this might be the whole world it's talking about as the sky and the moon and all this is happening. Obviously, this sixth seal, we get a lot more detail than the others as we understand the earthquakes and everything that's going on here. And again, um, what this chart goes to Luke 21.11. Let's go look at that real quick. So Luke 21.11, I think this is, uh, this is Jesus teaching again. And 
2111, there was great earthquakes and in various places, famines and pestilence, and there will be terrors and great signs from heaven. So this kind of combines the pale horse with the, with the, with the sixth seal, right? That's, that's been opened. And that's why this connects the signs with the sixth seal with what Jesus said in Luke 21:11. But this is this is uh, uh, the amazing um, chapter about the judgments hitting, and these are the first seven seals, and I mean the first six seals. And you'll see the seventh seal is going to open up all the trumpets, right? Which we'll see next time we teach on Sunday. Um, Friday night we have Word and Worship as well, but that's Gus and I going over the book of John, so you can join us then as well. There's some other scriptures that kind of um, are exciting though in, in the future here as we look at this. Uh, we believe that we're going to have this judgment before the great white throne in Revelation 20:11. Then I saw a great white throne and him who was seated on it from its presence earth and sky fled away and no place was found for them. So Revelation 20, talking about the sky fled away, this is likely this the sixth seal that opens up all these other things are going to happen quickly. This is really getting close to the end of time when the judgment completely comes on and the white throne judgment happens, etc. You see here in 2111, it talks about the new heaven and new earth. And I saw a new heaven and a new earth for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away and the sea was no more. So it talked about the sea being removed and mountains being removed and all that type of stuff. So obviously this sixth seal timeline wise is getting us near the end. And that's why I like to look at these different graphics of what other people are thinking. And so you see here, they think this is the end of the Great Tribulation, this fifth and sixth seal. The fifth seal being the martyrdom. Um, the Antichrist invades Jerusalem, tramples the saints, perilous times of distress, you know, linking that back to the, the Olivet Discourse in verse 24. Sixth seal, cosmic signs, earthquake, black sun, blood, red moon. Uh, King men cry out, great day of his wrath has come. So this is clearly right near um, the end of, of tribulation. And we'll kind of map. Um, and then, then they go into um, the Revelation 7 through 11, Matthew, and the 144,000 Jews that are sealed right before the very end comes with the trumpets. And the, you know, the last trumpet obviously being the bulls, which affect 100% of the earth. And uh, while this will affect, the, the trumpets will affect another third of the earth that didn't get damaged probably by the fourth of the earth, right? So fourth of the earth and then what's left, another third of the earth, and then eventually the bulls hit 100% of the earth before you get to the new, uh, the, 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 actually the new city of Jerusalem comes on the earth, which is gonna be exciting times, guys. And we look at here, another this other view, um, again, it talks about the Great Tribulation being the fifth seal, the sixth seal being sun, moon, and stars, and astro signs, heavenly signs before the Lord's day. Again, both of these views say the next thing that would happen would be which in Revelation is the 144,000 are sealed, and then the seven trumpets, which are the four winds and the three woes, come on, and then you'll have this last trumpet, and then you obviously Christ with his bride to the Mount of Olives, right? That's the great wedding that we need to be preparing for, um, that the bride of Christ as we, without spot or blemish, will be there. That will be an amazing time. Um, there's another couple of verses I had here that I thought might be interesting. John 2, 20 through 21, the Jews then said, it has taken 46 years to build the temple and you will raise it up in three days. 
but he was speaking about the temple of his body. I'm not sure why I had that scripture there. Um, but here's Nahum 1, 5, and 6. Um, Nahum 1, 5, and 6. The mountains quake before him. The hills melt. The earth heaves before him. The world and all who dwelt in it. Who can stand before his indignation? Who can endure the, the heat of his anger? His wrath is poured out like fire, but the rocks are broken into pieces by him. So this is probably talking about a similar time, probably these end times of the pale horse and the and the sixth seal, right? Malachi 3.2 says, But who can endure the day of his coming? And who can stand when he appears? For he's like refiner's fire and a fuller's soap. So this is this wrath of God that's coming. And nobody's going to be able to stand except for those um, that we talk about soon in Revelation 7, which we'll get to on Monday. And it talks about the 144,000 is sealed. And it all talks about this great multitude from every nation. After I looked at this, this is the good news part of this. <laughs> After this, I looked and behold, a great multitude that no one could number from every nation, from all tribes and peoples and languages, standing before the throne and the, before the Lamb, clothed in white robes with palm branches in their hands and crying out in a loud voice, Salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and the Lamb. And all the angels were standing around the throne and around the elders and the four living creatures and they fell on their faces before the throne and worshiped God saying, Amen, blessing and glory and wisdom and thanksgiving and honor and power and might be to God forever and ever. Amen. So the story's unfolding and there's good news coming. And that's what we can celebrate as we continue to sing and move more into praise and prayer. Uh, how awesome is that? And uh, again, this is... I think appropriate song to go to next is this Surrounded. Because even though all these horrible things we're learning about and all these horses and seals and judgments coming, um, we can be the Goshen during this time, potentially. Either we're raptured out, that's a whole other discussion we'll get into later, um, or we can be like both things. We're going to be living in different cities as this is going on, or we're going to just be at peace while this is going on uh, because we have the Lord because we fought our battles with praise and thanksgiving, right? This is how I fought my battles. My weapons are praise and thanksgiving. We talked about two chronicles where the praise band was literally going in front of the army. And then the army didn't even have to fight because God had them all attack each other, right? He pointed those who were sitting, were to sing in the Lord and praise him in holy attire. And they went before the army. And when they began to sing in praise, the Lord set an ambush against the men who had come against Judah. So they were routed. They all helped to destroy one another. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. Do not be afraid. For those who are with us are more than those who are with them. Elisha prayed, opened up his servant's eyes, and behold, the mountains are full of horses of chariots of fire. As we're going through this, we have those horses of chariots of fire. There's a table that you prepared for me in the presence of my enemies. Right out of Psalm 23, 5. And then it ends with, it's your body and your blood you shed for me. That's why this Sunday we'll do communion. Uh, as he took bread and gave thanks and broke it. This is my body which he's given for you. This is the cup in the new covenant in my blood which was shed for you. Let's worship to surround him.
Those are your weapons. Fight your battles with praise and thanksgiving. such a beautiful <clears throat> song and now we're going to get into uh, another another song that's very attached to scripture um, after this I'm going to ask for anybody that would like to give a praise report 
or even a testimony, you can come backstage for free by the way, just go to blessedteach.com. There's a pay forward model, so others are paying so that you can be back here. Again, $17.76 a month in the past, now it's free. So you can go to blessedteach.com, blessed with the number two teach.com. Make sure you come backstage with us. Also, go to the place we're really congregating is neighborhood.social. So that's neighborhood.social. You can download that on your phones. That's where the remnant is um, getting together even off time when we're not back here. All right, this is uh, Great are you, Lord, for great is the Lord, and greatly to be praised. He is to be feared above all gods, for all the gods of the people are worthless idols. But the Lord made the heavens. Psalm 96, 4 through 5. You see, your breath, it's your breath in our lungs. Beautiful. I have Genesis 2, 7. Then the Lord God formed the man of the dust from the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And the man became a living creature. Whew. Remember he also breathed the life into the bones in Ezekiel. He's an amazing God. You give life. You are love. And 1 John 4, 8 says, Anyone who does not love does not know God because God is love. And you bring light into the darkness. Is that not true? That's why this spirit of deception is being overwhelmed by the spirit of truth and light, right? In him was life, says John 1, 4, and 5. And the life was the light of men. And the light shines in darkness. And the darkness comprehended it not. John 12, 46 gets into it. It says, I have come into the world as light so that whoever believes in me may not remain in darkness. This is beautiful. He gives life. He's love. He's a breath in our lungs. He brings light to the darkness. Great are you, Lord. You give life. You are love. You bring light to the darkness. You give hope. You restore every heart that is broken. And great are you, Lord. It's your breath in our lungs. So we pour out our praise. We pour out our praise. It's your breath.
light shines in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. couple of beautiful songs we are getting into uh, some time to just um, open up to anybody that wants to give their testimony anybody that wants to give a praise report um, I see treasures within um, on rumble I had a praise report she said just thank you for your ministry I love the teaching of the word and the praise God is helping me grow through this ministry I'm very thankful and grateful that you are here we're thankful that you're here, Treasure Within. Thank you so much for um, letting us know that. I see people posting other things. Nancy's posted Matthew 25, 1 through 14. The kiddo in heaven shall be like ten, the ten virgins who took their lamps and went to meet the bridegroom. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet. <laughs> I love that. I know Charlotte's posting some scriptures backstage too. But just let me know if you guys uh, have a praise report because so we can sneak right to more music um, if nobody wants to share today. But what's God doing in your life? What's, what, what's some exciting things that are happening in your life? Love to hear from you guys and make this interactive. You can be back here on Zoom with us um, just watching with your camera off or praising with your camera on. We, uh, but uh, being back here is a, is a big privilege, especially when we have the Patriot guests on Tuesdays and Wednesdays. Mondays and Thursdays we do praise and prayer and Fridays and Sunday we do word and worship so four days a week we have this awesome music playing and I think you'll really enjoy that I'm just uh, feel you know, my huge praise is what I talked about earlier on the show was just 
just to have God speaking to me directly and guiding my paths is just an incredible experience and something that it can be for everyone. Um, God really wants to do that, I believe, and that's why it says uh, Nathan Nathan French's book says it's not meant to be a secret. God wants to talk to you, right? And uh, I think I'll let you know how that's happened with me. It's my story on the blog, so just go to neighborhood.social and neighborhood.social, or you can just do neighborhood.social and find it on your phone. And most of us do both because we can be on our computer and be chatting with people backsta backstage, right? And everybody that's on the neighborhood. And then when we're on the go, um, we can also see what people are posting and chatting. So have those things, have it on your neighborhood.social on your um, laptop as well as on your phone. It's a beautiful experience where, again, it's a Facebook replacement for the remnant. I'm so grateful to have that platform. And we spend a lot of money making sure it's on Patriot servers so they can't censor us. And we don't have the progressive censorship on there. If you want to meet like-minded people, I really believe my message to you guys is that do not be isolated during this time. Because times are going to get rougher and rougher. <laughs> and are more rough and more rough. You let me know what the correct English is there, English teachers. <laughs> and uh, the... To not be isolated and actually come together with other like-minded Christians. That's why we built this platform, neighborhood.social. We'd really like you to come in and, uh, and join us. And when we move to another song, we'll ask for everybody who wants prayer from these great prayer warriors back here. If you have a prayer request, let me know what you, uh, if you would like to do that here. We're gonna, we're gonna really dig into a song I know many, many people love. And this is uh, something that we can do as we know God's going to win this whole battle. We can just raise a hallelujah. <laughs> and uh, a lot of people don't know that hallelujah is a compound word. And the hallelujah means a joyous praise in song. And the job refers to Yahweh or God. So you put it together and it's we joyfully praise God in song. And you see that right in Psalm 95.1. It says, O come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us make a joyful noise to the rock of our salvation. That's basically saying, let us say the word hallelujah, right? And it's in the presence of our enemies, just like we had talked about in the other song, Psalm 23, 5. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. I love how having them surrounded and raised hallelujah together because they both talk about praise and thanksgiving be our weapon this says a melody our our weapon is a melody right praise and thanksgiving he and the same thing two chronicles where he pointed those who were to sing to the lord and praise him in holy attire as they went before the army and when they began to sing and praise like we are doing now the lord sent an ambush against the men who came against judah so they were routed and they helped destroy one another so we can praise and sing and we are routing the enemy <laughs> and heaven comes to fight for me. You shall not fear them, for it is the Lord your God who fights for you. Might be a hard time right now, but we have God fighting for us. Raise a hallelujah. I raise a hallelujah in the presence of my enemies. I raise a hallelujah. Louder than the unbelief I raise a hallelujah 
come let us sing to the Lord. Let us make a joyful noise to the rock of our salvation. All right. We're going to sing one more song, and we're going to be wrapping it up here soon, but we'd love to pray for you. So if you are in Rumble, hit the live chat, and just, what do you need prayer for? you got prayer warriors back here with the presence of the Lord. It's the time to ask for prayer. So Facebook, Rumble, I can see you there. Also, go backstage if you need some prayers. We'll start that right after this as we wrap up this uh, session of praise and prayer. Your grace is enough. We're going to sing now. Corinthians 12 9 my grace is sufficient for you for my power is made perfect in his weakness again when we go through these tough times we know that great is his faithfulness you lead us by still waters in lamentations 3:23, it says his mercies never came to an end they are new every morning great is your faithfulness psalm 23 2 says he makes me lie down in green pastures he leads me beside still waters so also talks about remember your people, remember your promises. In Psalm 119, it talks about remember your promises to me. It is the my only hope. Your promise revives me. It comforts me in all my troubles. This gets into just how great God's love is. Great is your love and justice, God. He's love and justice. For great is your love. Reaching to the heavens, your faithfulness reaches to the skies. Psalm 57.10 and Isaiah 30.18 Isaiah 30.18 says For the Lord is a God of justice Blessed are all those who wait for Him Let's wait on the Lord His grace is enough
some prayer here we got uh, one for Nancy Myers here and a couple of the suggested things backstage so um, let's see we have uh, Elizabeth if you mind taking this one from Nancy that I posted we have in western Pennsylvania under severe storm hail high winds praying for the storm to be rebuked up in air by the blood of Jesus amen would you mind uh, lifting that up Elizabeth We know that these things happen, whether it was unpredictable. Father God, and we just say, we stay in the center of the storm with Jesus. But Father God, this storm, I ask you, you rebuke it, you settle it down, Father God. You just rest it, you just tell it to be still, just like Jesus on the water with his disciples when they said, This boat is sinking. And Jesus says, Where is your face? And he just said, Be still. So we ask right now that this storm be still. Be still, listen to the command of Jesus and settle this storm in the mighty name of Jesus and bring Nancy to safety, peace, and that she, her heart will not be troubled, Father God. I pray you would just give her peace, which passes all understanding. And we ask that you protect everyone, but you will settle this storm right now in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. And uh, Linda, why don't you lift up American and we'll have uh, Annette pray for Trump. So those are two other requests. So go ahead, uh, Linda, why don't you for, pray first for America. Your Father, in Jesus' name, I lift up America to you. Pray that you heal her. You see what's going on. Let's pray heal her and what it needs to be done, strengthen America. I know you're, I know you're, I know you're, um, you're uh, letting us live. I command this in Jesus' name that you're going to heal us and help us get through this whatever we need to get through. I command this in Jesus' mighty name, pray. Amen and amen. Amen. All right. Um, and, uh, okay. Go, go ahead, Annette. Yes, I love uh, to pray for this wonderful president of ours or yours <laughs> from Sweden, but he is my president too, <laughs> my real president. So Father God, oh, we are so grateful that we can lift up President Trump because he is your trumpet. Through Jesus Christ, you have anointed him as your servant. Father God, and we lift him up to you. 
that you will give him the favor that he needs in everything that he's going to do, Father God, right now and through the future, because you have a great future for him and for America. So we praise you, Father God, that only you will take care of this situation and will the, and also with the election. We know, Father God, that you have a great plan for President Trump. And he is going to be your trumpet. We all stand agreement in that. And we love you, Father God. And we just command the warrior angels to come and war for America and for President Trump. Send your greatest, mightiest angels, Father God, to watch over him, to watch over his family, to protection all over him, all over his body, all over his family. No weapon formed against them will ever prosper. Abba, Father, because you will protect them from all danger, from all hidden danger, from all their enemies. Because when you are for him, Father God, no one can be against him. So this is what we declare and decree. President Trump is your president, Father God, and you will bless him. You will give him all that wisdom he needs, all this insight and help from you, Father God, that people around him will be the favor, Father God, from you. We ask this, that you will take care of all this situation and he will be the one you select because we know what the prophets are saying, Father God, and we believe them. In your mighty name and in your precious blood, Jesus Christ, that you won over this battle that is already won through you, Jesus Christ. And just let your Holy Spirit, Father God, be over all this that we are praying for now. In the mighty name and precious name of Jesus Christ, amen. 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 And uh, I'm going to end with a prayer real quick and blowing the trumpet. And so, Lord, just thank you so much for all these people that are listening right now. Uh, Lord, I pray that they will... Uh, get closer to you than ever before lord that's so we just it's like nathan french talked about god that it's not meant to be a secret that god wants to speak to them directly i pray that you'll just start speaking to more and more people as they spend time with you they seek your face lord thank you for that and with that i pray they understand their authority that they have in christ this is a net prayed there they'll know by the power of the name above all names jesus and by the blood that he shed for us, by that power of his blood and by that power and authority that you've given us through the name above all names, that we can call down this globalist cabal of Luciferian pedophiles right now, Lord. We call them down and exposed. We call the sound of freedom to be a, a domino effect to go throughout the entire world to let people know what's really going on with our children. And Lord, that will go all the further to know exactly what's going on with the with adrenochrome, with 
with all the things with organ harvesting, all the things with sacrifices to Moloch and Baal and all kinds of other satanic entities. And we call for an end to that. Let our children go. We call an end to the elites in control of all seven mountains of culture and influence, not only the United States, but all worldwide. We call for a downfall of CNN to go bankrupt. We call for truth to come back into the media. We call for truth to come back into all seven mountains of culture and influence and the elites that are at the top of this, controlling that with a narrative of, of globalism, a worldwide, like the WEF, the WHO, all these organizations, the EU, the NATO, etc. Lord, that you will just, United Nations, you just bring them down to their knees, Lord, as you judge them with the Lion of Judah. And that's what we're going to blow our shofars or any noisemakers that you have to ask for the Lion of Judah to come down in judgment. And we bind these rulers and authorities and powers of this dark world and we loose angels of all rain all all angels of all rankings of division these warrior angels these messenger angels these holy warring angels these these ministering angels all angels lord thank you for that as we call for all these prayers that i come into agreement with to fruition thank you lord and we blow thee so far to ask you to come now in my name of jesus we pray amen Go ahead and if you have a noisemaker or any or any uh, type of, uh, of shofar or whatever, just blow this to call down the name of the Lord. <laughs> that we're going to end this broadcast I want to invite you to come backstage here you can be on zoom with us and all these different events monday through friday plus on sunday morning and also just look at all the other benefits just go to blessedteach.com blessed the number two teach.com look at the backstage tab that's where you can sign up for free show notes again backstage used to be 1776 a month now it is pay forward model so you can come on for free also you can do a link to the neighborhood.social that you can download on your phone as well from blessedteach.com you can also see our training there that's name your price for training that we put a lot of time and effort into to train you on how to red pill your friends how to bond with them during this period what's god calling for your your life right now and how do you walk in that all that training is available with an online self-paced course plus we do weekly meetings is that you can ask questions. You'll really enjoy that in the training tab and take the Impactor for Truth course. Um, that's all the announcements that I have for today and we, we look so forward to having praise and prayer, I'm sorry, word and worship with you tomorrow night where we're going into the book of John. I think we're on chapter 10 or 11 and we'll be digging into that with Gus as we go over that. And then Sunday morning, we're gonna continue Revelation where we go, we'll go into Revelation chapter seven. Um, God bless you all. And if a backstagers would not mind unmuting and saying goodbye. Bye, everybody. Bye. Shalom. 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 Thank you, Rick. Thank you all. Thank you all. Good night, everybody. Shalom. Bye, everybody. Bye, everybody. Bye, everybody. Bye, everybody. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Bye. 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 Faith, not sight. God bless Faith you guys. Not That's right. Mm -hmm. Have a nice day, y'all. Bye. Bye.